three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. everybody thank you so much for listening this is the real pineapple this is your humble host hunter here and i am joined by a frequent contributor to the podcast you can check out his podcast uh on the fly with kj and oj check him out on uh twitch as well oj how you doing sir hey happy uh, zombie jesus days <laughs> happy easter man <laughs> yeah I mean, I prefer what I called it, but sure, whatever. Right? Um, for, for, for you traditionalists out there. Hey, you know. <laughs> but uh, we are reviewing... <laughs> Sorry. We're reviewing this movie I didn't even know existed until Saturday morning. Because, you know, Netflix... And I have to give Netflix credit on this. Um, Netflix has this new feature where it shows like the top ten things for the day or for the week or what have you it's actually very convenient it's like okay so i can kind of you know gauge what the populace is checking out yeah and what the <laughs> what the populace of uh apparently is checking out is wwe studios latest uh oscar winner <laughs> or oscar contender okay can I, okay just real quick we i i think i'm allowed to say this as a huge wrestling fan i know you are as well WWE Films has been lazy as shit, man. They, oh, like, yeah. Like, I mean, we think about the movies they did. They did, uh, like, like uh, Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Weekend, or Mystery, or whatever it was called. Yeah. They did that Leprechaun remake with Hornswoggle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about exactly. That. Remember, uh, what was it? Uh, See No Evil. Evil. Okay. Yeah. okay, so I don't mind See No Evil. Just as a traditional slasher film, I'm like, it's fine, but when that's your ceiling, you know, that shouldn't be something you brag about. I get uh, that. They, uh, yeah, I get that. They also did the classic film of The Chaperone with Triple H and the girl with the big boobs from Modern Family. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Ariel Winter. Winter, yeah. Uh, great Instagram follow, by the way. I'm trying to think of a couple other of their films that meet. Wasn't the, there they, the, one the, good the, one? The, the Condemned. That was one of their films with Stone Cold. That's right. And that actually did decently well, I want to say. Yeah, I think so, too. But the one that has done well for them and made money uh, and was critically acclaimed was Fighting With My Family. Now, Yeah, it did. And outside, I'll review that at some point. I will just say I think my biggest gripe is OJ's biggest gripe, uh, Paige. Having a biopic made about her, and she's not—I don't think she's thirty yet. She might just hit thirty. Yeah, but it's—it's it's like, come on now, like, why are you? I completely agree. You, you know, it's just. Well, here's the thing, man. Like, the biggest rumor that's going around is is she may come back for a match. I don't want her to and get hurt. Like, hey, fucker. So, sorry. Oh, our our cat is in the room here, and uh, he's, he's been. Just, Frisky. He's yeah. <laughs> he's going after my arm here. Yeah, he's Actually. he's he's feline frisky. <laughs> but but uh, but but you know, since Edge has come back after having those next surgeries, what nine years? Yeah, away nine just years. crazy. Um. So the but the rumor is is that she might. I don't want her to come back and get hurt, man. Like I mean, we said the same about Edge. 
Yeah, and he's... Well, I mean, I didn't say that about Edge, because fuck him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah, Edge is a homewrecker. Uh, but, but but you know what I mean, though? He, yeah. um, you know, people around the world were like, is he going to, you know, don't want to see him get hurt. But the point I'm getting at is, if she does, yeah, that makes a hell of a, like, way to end a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you As wait five years and then do it, and, like, yeah. you could have, like... Something that's a real life kind of rocky story, and like that, you, you know. like you just show like show some like a silhouette of her walking back out to the ring, and you see like yeah. someone goes like let's get back to work or some shit like that. Some shit like that. Yeah, but you know, I, like I said, I haven't seen it yet. I just know Vince Vaughn's in it, which already doesn't make me feel super good <laughs> about it. He's such a mixed bag. There's times that I love him, and times I fucking can't stand. He it. did that movie Jennifer Aniston, The Breakup, and that is one of my least favorite films I've seen. Yeah. Man, I. And he did this movie with Kevin James called The Dilemma that Ron Howard directed. And I'm not a fan of that. Like, I really hate that movie, actually. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's not... It's I, not... I tend to steer away from Kevin James when I can. Well, you, you, well you're lucky. Because <laughs> I saw it, and uh, shockingly, um, like, it was, like his metabolism, not great. But, <laughs> but talking about this movie... Okay, so I know everyone's quarantined. By the way, we hope we're staying safe out there. Um... I know we all miss outside and we're trying to find shit to just watch, you know. And, I mean, for a kid's movie, I mean, it's basically Teen Wolf Jr. <laughs> if we want to be super technical, that's really all this is. Uh, so the, the, the plot, <laughs> the plot, quote unquote, uh, this kid, uh, this kid named uh, Leo, who's played by Seth Carr, he was, uh, I knew he looked familiar he was young uh, Killmonger in Black Panther. So I was like, I was like, oh, I knew I knew that. I knew I recognized that hair. But uh, <laughs> but but, uh, but Leo is this. Uh, he he's basically nine year old Hunter. He's wearing wrestling shirts and like yeah, wrestling. And I didn't have as many wrestling things in my room. It was more comic book shit. But his room, WWE personally decorated his room because he's got New Day posters everywhere he's got a poster i think of kane like he's got all this wrestling memorabilia just wwe that is one thing i will say that they have in common with tyler perry they're not known for his subtlety because it's like wwe just threw up all over that room so he's a big wrestling fan dreams of becoming a wwe champion um he's already black so that's a real tough kill he's got to, climb to be a world champion but what you gonna do but he is getting bullied by these kids because this is one of those schools where teachers very rarely make an appearance, you know, <laughs> like, which is always my one of my biggest axes of grind with these kids' movies. Just teachers are just fucking, uh, they're like kids not at the school, they're absent, wink, but <laughs> but this kid is getting bullied by basically, you know, an evil version of Huey, Dewey, and Louie, like these, this, this, this white kid. This other black kid, who's like the white kid's servant, basically. <laughs> and then I think they have, um, like... A, Another the, white kid. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's two white kids. Right, yeah, I think it's right. two white kids. And the, the one black kid, uh, like a reverse Oreo, uh, three musketeers. That's the word. Jesus. <laughs> but, or just a regular three musketeers. It's a, a little white nose. But, but these kids are just chasing him out of the school. They chase him down to this, uh, like, estate sale. Uh, or this open house, which 
in itself is hilarious because this open house is like the most poorly guarded open house because these kids just come running through this kind of this older looking place and this adult's like hey you shouldn't you can't be in there and just doesn't even try to reprimand the kids he's like uh whatever (laughs) i'm i'm getting paid in sandwiches for those kids right (laughs) basically and so Leo, by barely hitting the side of the wall, this compartment opens in this upstairs room he's hiding out in from the bullies, and he finds his old luchador mask uh, in a case, might I add, which I kind of went, really, it would be in a case too, but whatever. Uh, the guy who's kind of running the real... But, but the way the kid finds it, though, yeah. like National Treasure style. It's very <laughs> National Treasure style. And actually, that's a good comparison for this movie. Like, if you took... Uh, the you know like Teen Wolf, Thunderstruck, uh, Spider Man. You took part of that in Teen Wolf, and then you took National Treasure and you blend, put it in the blender, and we're like, here, kid, digest this. That's basically what this is. So he gets the Luchador mask. The Luchador mask has uh, legendary powers, which they don't really elaborate on. They just kind of go, it has powers. Shut up. And I love the fact this kid is able to Google in about a minute exactly what this mask does and its origin i went wow like i've done book reports you have to do some digging on and, google and you know what's really funny about this is like the headline that it's under it's like legendary wrestling mask like that that's it but it's not even on like, the top of the search it's like eight results down i was like really this is the one you click on and yeah it pulls up this old this old article and you've got the you know like the the old faded photos and all that and the mask matches exactly. Like, the, the picture that was taken is at the exact angle he needs to verify the mask. Right. It's like, all right. But, so basically he turns into uh, Kid Chaos. It's his uh, uh, superhero, sorry, wrestler uh, <laughs> origin, or his wrestler name. And I will say, I hate this excuse for, for kids' movies. I really do. Because people always go, well, it's a kids' movie. You're being hard on it. And it's like, well... Your kids deserve better. Like, you don't have to show your kids, you know, Last Airbender or or Underdog or Alvin the Chipmunks in the movies by, or, or, you know, a Tale of Two Kitties or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> you, like, you, like, you don't have to hate on your kid, you know? I mean, you're an adult listening to this podcast. There's a 50% chance you've been divorced. I mean, you want, <laughs> I mean, you want to do better by your kids. <laughs> but, but all cruelness aside, though, I... This movie, though, it's dumb. I cannot express enough how dumb this movie is. The, the the CG on this movie, I could not find the budget on this movie. It they, I would love not the budget on this movie. I can't say more than three million. So uh, yeah, that that would make sense to me. Maybe five because of the ring and how they have that set up. I mean, well, I mean, unless they actually shot it at the performance center. Yeah, because so there's a couple good things that I do want to point out. There. Go. So, so the group of friends. So when they're introduced to the uh, audience in, in the beginning, there when they're going to school, the one kid with the glasses is uh, wants to be a writer for them. Yes. But the kids are super involved in wrestling anyway, and they're around eleven years old. That to me is one hell of a wink, wink to the audience. Like, hey. This is clearly fake or staged or whatever. Kids this age should understand that. Thus, don't try this shit at home. 
don't you know kill your brother or sister by doing a suplex pile driver. You know what I mean? That's a, you know what that's a good point. So um, okay, that that's to me at least what it kind of uh, looked at. Um, but of course, it's also very kayfabe in the sense of uh, you know it's not like the wrestlers are scripting their matches backstage or anything like that. But um, it's so so there's that. I really thought the line between the friends about uh, Spider-Man was yeah, really funny. I did too. Um, there's a couple laugh out loud moments in, in the movie. So yeah. I mean, it's not like dog shit. Oh no, I was never like... I, uh, this is a very deep cut for people here, but stick with me. This wasn't um, like Norman the North, if you've listened to the podcast. Or this wasn't Oogie, Oogie Loves or... Uh, Oh god, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I, this wasn't you know return uh, uh, out of the sh- uh, out of the shadows. This wasn't Ninja Turtles, where I was just like, I kind of want to leave. This is this is dumb. It's convenient that this is on Netflix because if I had paid to see this, I think I'd be like, <laughs> come on, guys. But but I think it's smart that it's on Netflix. I agree um, because that that is at least. Uh, WWE related that is something that is not on their own platform that someone can see a kid an 11 year old kid can stumble across that movie like hey mom I want to put on Netflix and they got the child setting on there yeah and and then they stumble across this and they go oh what's this WWE mom have you heard of this and then like all of a sudden (laughs) nine ninety nine, and then the kid's mind is blown that's I mean, that's a fair... So, it, it's funny, because I have the cast list pull up on IMDb, and it's got a, uh, it's got an ad for Doolittle, and if I'm thinking about if I'd rather watch this or Doolittle, I'll be honest, it's... This probably is as good as Doolittle with less resources, which I guess kind of by default makes it better, if I'm being honest, because... So, I got thinking about it, man, um... You know, like, kid, there's what kids' movies I like more than this. Yeah. You ever see Bingo? Yeah, I remember Bingo. Yeah. I'd watch Bingo over this. That's fair. I would watch The End of Turner and Hooch on repeat, I think. Okay. This, okay. Where the dog dies. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd rather watch that than this. Okay. Because uh, at least I feel something. Um, it's fair. So the acting's terrible in this. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I just want to point out, like, so the dad, and, and we had that aha moment about him, you know, when we figured out who he is. Adam Pally. Oh, he's the redneck dude in Iron Man 3 who's marking out. Oh, Tony yeah, that's, that's him. Right. Yeah, Adam Pally is his name. And he uh, was the deputy sheriff in Sonic the Hedgehog, which, which is not this year. Which is way better than this, might I add. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's one of the. He's a bike scout trooper in The Mandalorian. Uh, oh, yeah, he is. I think he's one of the ones that was abusing Baby Yoda. Yeah. Or the child, or whatever the fuck they call him. Um, but um, the, the, the dad... He, I mean, the dad's kind of half-trying on this. That's kind of... Yeah. There's a couple lines where you could tell he's <coughs> giving a shit. Um, the grandma's over the top as fuck. Okay, so that's Tashina Arnold. How that's, old is she, by the way? Uh, she, Oh, gosh, she's born in 69, so... So she's 50. 51. Yeah. Um, wait, no, wait. That can't be right. It's 70, 80, 90... 09, 19. No, no, you're right, 51. Yeah. Ha-ha! Yeah. Um... Okay, so, 
you so most people would know uh, Tashina Arnold as Pam from my end, and uh, and of course, uh, of course, as a who was she in Little Shop of Horrors? Was she one of the singers? Uh, you know the three singers that show yeah, up I haven't seen Little Shop of Horrors in so long. Uh, she is Crystal. I. I think that's one of the three singers. Okay. I, I really do. Like, I, I would have to look that up a bit more. But uh, that's cool that she was in. I love Little Shop Wars. It's a great movie. Um, but you, you know her as Pam from My Aunt and then uh, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Rock's mom and uh, Everybody Hates Chris. I really liked the Sheena Arnold. There are some points I thought she was funny, but there are some points where I was cringing in my seat. Like, this is really uncomfortable, over the top. I, I don't like this humor. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it's it's probably more of a, a 60-40 split from, like, awkward to funny for me. Because some of her shit, I, like, this is when she's almost like she's practicing twerking. I'm like, okay, like, let's, like, enough of this. But there are some scenes where she has to go ahead and kind of uh, uh, have some tough love, uh, a tough love moment uh, with the dad that we're talking about, uh, Steve. And those scenes, I thought, I went, you know what? Okay, these are actually kind of hitting for me. Because uh, you find out the mom, uh, you find out the mom left, or Steve's wife left. and Which is the grandma's daughter. Yes. And I'm really happy they didn't do what I thought they were going to do. Have him, like, hook up with the grandma. Cause there's part, oh, man. Because there's a part of me, I was kind of like, they might Captain America the shit. <laughs> he goes ahead. I would be Weird to it like, would be, but I kind of thought they might pull the trigger on it. Oh man, like I'm really glad they didn't. That would have been too much. I, I agree, but I was kind of sitting there watching it, like, don't do it, movie. <laughs> like, just let this. Because I, I think that's fair, man. Because there's this one, that one scene where he's talking. She's talking about like my my uh, my daughter needs you know some lessons and how to be a mom, and he's like, well, you've been here, and I was like, like don't do it, and he didn't. Thankfully, um, Ken Marino is in this. Ken Marino has a very interesting career because Ken Marino plays the manager of this wrestler, Samson, uh, uh, because Leo, Kid Chaos, enters this tournament to... (laughs) That's held in his hometown. Yeah. Coincidentally. Yeah, go go figure. So this movie is a combination of not just Teen Wolf, but it's a Save the Ruck Center movie too. Because Oh my god. Because Leo's dad, Steve, is having a conversation with the grandma, who's listed as grandma, by the way. Uh her name doesn't matter. But they have the whole I need twenty thousand dollars to save the house, and this tournament that WWE is putting on not only do you win $50,000, but you become a WWE superstar as well. And so, you know, Leo goes, oh my god, I can save our house. And did you bring up the fact that Leo's voice, like, changes with the mask? That was the next thing I was about oh, to bring okay. up. So, so, um, so, unlike in BVS, where they show Batman with a goddamn microphone in his mask, where I went, thank you, Christian Bale, take notes, but this movie... When the kid gets the mask, puts it on, becomes Spider... Sorry, uh, Kid Chaos. Uh, his voice gets deeper. It drops like a couple octaves. He almost sounds, yeah. like, he almost sounds like Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, hey, baby, I'm a wrestler. Dang. <laughs> like, it's, it's really weird. It's one of those things that they put in that I went, why? Yeah, like this didn't need to be here. There's a scene with the girl he has a crush on. 
And oh man, like this kid's so awkward with her. Yeah, like it it it's a now I will say back back in my day, you know, uh I was going to make a joke I'm going to be good, but back in my day uh, man, eight-year-old me was this uncomfortable with girls. I, dude, I, I've shared the story on the podcast, but I not, I broke, uh, I almost broke my nose running away from a girl, uh, hit a tetherball pole in, in third grade because the girl was like, do you have a crush on me? And I was like, uh, 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 and I turned and ran, boom, knocked myself out, woke up in the nurse's office, classic hunter. And this kid, and this kid is just so uncomfortable around this girl. He's, he's practically looking at his feet like, Oh, hey, what's going on? And it's... I mean, I found it kind of endearing. It's really uncomfortable, though, in this one scene where he's, like, putting on the mask and taking it off, kind of trying to talk to her, light kid chaos. So, because the girl, who seems really smart, no part of her goes, huh, it sounds like kid chaos is in this house right now. (laughs) Like, why is that possible? It's really weird, to be honest. And I will say, too, where... Leo has to kind of turn to a dick. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has to have that part of that hero's journey. Yeah, where, of course, he gets to, you know, because he's going through the tournament. He's winning these matches. And I will say the CG, I thought that dunk that little Bow Wow didn't like Mike looked bad. Oh, man, I have to apologize to Bow Wow. I mean, (laughs) I I think he's living in his car right now, but I'm going to have to apologize. (laughs) Because there's a point where this kid is running the ropes, and he turns into a blue blur. It looked like they went... How do we make that original sock design <laughs> basically button blur form? Because it is such a shoddy looking effect. It really is. Um, I guarantee you, you can find stuff better stuff on YouTube. Like as far as editing, because it, it just—I don't even know what it looks like. It almost looks like you, like you grab a recycle bin and just ran around a circle with it because it's horrible looking. And anytime he's wrestling, because he's wrestling these guys who are much bigger than him, obviously. He wrestles a uh, Tucker from uh, uh, Heavy Machinery. And in one of the few scenes... Oh, uh, my God. It, Are you it, talking about the finish to the match? Yeah. So we have to talk oh. about this. And and this is where movie, kids' movies make me just go, come on now. So he's wrestling Tucker from Heavy Machinery. I can't remember his name in the movie. It doesn't matter. But he goes ahead and wrestles Tucker... And Tucker, at a point, grabs the ropes, clenches his cheeks, and just farts. And the and the power of Tucker's fart is like William Regal's "The Power of the Punch." Yeah, like the like the, the Kid Chaos is holding on the ropes because like it's wind, basically. Like because he's blowing wind, ha ha ha. And like the audience is out, and oh, they're like man. passing out, and. Yeah. And this joke, if they had stopped at five seconds of it, I would be like, that's dumb, but whatever. This scene goes on for like 20 seconds, easy. And he's just farting, like wiggling his butt. I was like, oh my god, please stop this. And then Kid Chaos still wins anyway <laughs> with, with this somersault. Like, if you guys played the game uh, WWE, uh, WWE All-Stars, it's basically any of the matches you're going to have on there is basically what... This kid's matches are because he's just flipping the air and doing kicks. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And it's really weird because the movie is trying to be grounded in some sort of reality, but this is from Earth like six one two. This is not our Earth apparently because yeah, whenever the kid like even when the kid initially does an elbow drop on the Miz, he's having like a dream about it. It's not some crazy flip or anything; just an elbow drop off the top rope. 
when he does that, it looks so weird when he hits on the Miz because of, of the height, you know, uh, and, and and weight differential. Obviously, uh, it's like watching Rey Mysterio match. Hi oh, but uh, but but it's it's just it's off putting. I think if they made this kid like a teenager, like maybe like fourteen, like fifteen, like yeah, just I think I think the reality would be easier because the other point in logic you really have to accept is that WWE would see this kid sign him up for contract and let him compete and that is why I went okay because even his deep voice this lady looks at him like how old are you and he's like doesn't matter the size of the uh, doesn't matter the size of the dog in the fight. It's all about the fight and the dog. And she goes, all right, sure, sign me. <laughs> it didn't see the kid's signature go, huh? I mean, I mean, that's about what it is for WWE now. I mean, that's <laughs> fair. Like, like, hey, well, your visa's about to expire, sign here. <laughs> like, like, hey, like, hey, kid, why do you draw a smiley face in your O? <laughs> is that a star above your eye? Yeah, I've, I've never seen Leo with a smiley face. <laughs> But no, they're just like, nope, go ahead and sign up. And it's, it, it is shit like that where you just kind of go, oh, give me a break. But I, I, wrapping up here, and I and I really do mean this sincerely, there is so much more offensive shit that you could, that you could show your kids. I mean, this is something that they're... When he has his fight with his friends, I actually found that surprisingly effective, all things considered. I mean, it's bullshit, but the acting between the kids and the scene, I went, you know, Okay, uh, OJ here was cheering on the uh, chunky white kid because the girl he has a crush on, uh, of course, has to compete in the talent show because, of course, she does. Which, I mean, this kid, Leo, is such a dick. Like, yeah, he, he really it's is. It's like a full-on heel turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's 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 Stone Cold on X7. <laughs> Seriously, because, like... He's like, hey, girl, I like, let's dance at the talent show together. Girl, I like goes, yeah. And, and fucking, um. He ghosts her. <laughs> not only does he ghost her, but he lies to her. Yeah. Oh, I showed up as soon as I could. And, like, all this shit's on social media of him taking pictures with fans and shit. Like, yeah. oh, my God, this kid is the fucking worst. So the white kid, the who's, like, pretty quiet throughout this whole thing. Yeah. Gets up on stage and dances with her and fucking crushes it. I was like, that's the way you do it, white kid. You fucking go get the girl. Yeah, and honestly, I kind of wish... I actually wish that the white kid and her would have ended up together. I did, too, because he actually showed out. Yeah, and it was actually... He being, didn't need no mask. Yeah, it, boom. There you go. That's right. And I will say, there's a scene where the grandma is talking to Leo after, of course, his fall from grace and goes, you know... The mask isn't what gives you power. And I was like, uh, bullshit. <laughs> the, the mask is the only reason this kid's doing flippity flop double drops in this. So here's what we get. The main event two, Electric Boogaloo. So Leo, it's senior year. Okay, so it's a few years down the line. Let these kids grow up some. Yeah. So see, so where the movie leaves off where he's actually going to wrestle to his bully, like actual wrestling. Yeah. So he's like a champion wrestler, right? Okay. And the dancing kid also learns parkour, so he also gets into wrestling because he's mad and got the vengeance about against Leo for stealing the girl that he actually loves. And he's let his rage built up through junior high and high school. Oh my god. And it leads to a street fight in the streets but there's ropes and turnbuckles so there can actually be wrestling moves. And yes! Wow! Ah! That's that's goddamn ridiculous. Their friend who wants to be the writer is going to be the commentator. 
what I was thinking, I mean, the kid already has a mask. I'm just waiting for, you know, the main event to, you know, rob and apologize. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, that's what his future. Well, I mean, he's that's not. That's what li- we're going to see. Though. Yeah, I mean, he's not living in Baltimore. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, have you, seen, you haven't seen The Wire yet. I'm just saying. Dude, I'm just, dude the, the name of this town is something out of a fucking children's book. It's like too. loving something. So, yeah. It's something stupid. Yeah, it's a very weird... I remember it started with an L, but I remember it did not sound like a real town name. Like, it sounded like if you're cheating on your significant other, and you're like, where were you? I was in, uh, love and work. <laughs> like, that sounds real. Like, come on. But, but I mean... How much do you want to bet they made this movie on? I, I can't... So I've been looking... This whole review to try to find the budget, I can't find. It couldn't have been more than five million. I, I, I I'm gonna say it's around the one mark. You think so? I think it's gonna be a million or less, man. Okay. I'm, I'm curious. The main event. I'm gonna see if I can find it real quick. Please, please do. But, uh, but yeah, the the Ken Marino. We talked about him a little bit. He just has such a weird career. Cause I mean, he was on a children's hospital, that Adult Swim show. I really like. Uh, that show, uh, he's on, uh, Black Monday, uh, which is that, uh, Showtime show with, Jean, uh, with, uh, Don Cheadle and, um, oh, I'm gonna blank on the girl's name, damn it, um, Regina King, I wanna say, um, but, uh, I, I actually, I, I like Kim Marino and a lot of stuff, but sometimes he's just in some, some bullshit. You've seen him in like uh, I Zombie and Drunk History, like, uh, also, I haven't, I, I, I Zombie, I've seen like an episode or two. I love I Zombie. I think it's a great um, show. And I've Drunk History. I, I tried to watch. I couldn't get into. Really? I, I really tried. I really tried. Have you seen Party Down? No. You need to watch Party Down. Okay. You okay. will enjoy this. So that's right when Stars was starting to kind of take their shows seriously because it's um it's a uh, the teacher from Spider Man Homecoming, uh, Martin Starr. You know he's on um uh, Silicon Valley too. It's Ken Marino. It's uh, Ben Wyatt, Adam Scott, uh, Lizzie Kaplan, uh, and uh, Jane Lynch. And they're all uh, caterers, like for celebrity events and all that. It, okay. It's a, it's, a, it's a really good show. Like, Megan Maloney shows up, and the, it's it's a damn good show. But you should check out Party Down. But, so one thing I can confirm about the main event, while I can't find a budget, the whole thing was filmed in Vancouver. Interesting. So that means they had to set up the the ring and all of that stuff there. So, uh, you know, they could probably still do it on... How many sets are there? Like, three? It, 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 did, not, it did not feel like we went around this. <laughs> I, I want to say... I'm, I'm going to say 1.5 mil. Final okay. answer. Okay, 1.5 mil. We'll look in a few weeks. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, I was looking and, and WWE's like, nope, can't release that. But... Like I said, there, there's worse things you can show your kids. As far as between, this is comparable with something like Playing With Fire. And again, that had John Cena and Keegan-Michael Key. And that actually irritated me more at points because at least it didn't, it didn't have, you know, little girls shitting in their pants and my little plony subplots for absolutely no fucking reason. So, I mean, Fair. I, I yeah, do Playing With Fire is not a great movie. But, so, I mean, this is in the medium and on the network it should be on. Because if I had paid to see this, I would have been irritated. But it's, you know, it's quote free on quote. Um, it does make Look Ready to Rumble look like Shakespeare. Though. 
I just want to say that. I have a weird infatuation for Ready to Rumble. Like, I really like Ready to Rumble, but... It's I, fun. But I like it in the way I like Batman and Robin. Like, I know it's a piece of shit, but... I like Ready to Rumble more than Batman and Robin. Okay, so I... As a movie, I do, but I remember not, like, 11-year-old me. Like, the closest thing I had seen the boobs at the time was uh, <laughs> Uma Thurman, not Poison Ivy. <laughs> outfit, which is why if I ever meet a poison, a girl Poison Ivy cosplaying at a Wizard Con, <laughs> to quote young, the Young Jock song, it's going down, but... but the game's a foot <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know I just texted the game's a foot. Oh, Hunter found, Hunter found a Poison Ivy <laughs> Well, Hunter is in Portland, but... but <laughs> Jesus. But wrapping up, though, I mean, like I said, there are worse things you can show your kids. I thought this was this was fun at points, dramatic at points where it actually kind of surprised me. Uh, we did not mention this because at the very end, but Kofi Kingston is not a good actor. <laughs> Kofi Kingston's a really bad actor. I love Kofi, yeah. but but he's a bad actor. In the Miz in this was sleepwalking through it. He was. And the only reason I'm kind of giving Miz a break is because uh, Maurice is pregnant again, and her and the Miz just had a kid, what, like a year and a half ago? Yeah. So I don't know how much the Miz is sleeping. I actually like the Miz, so I'll give him this. Um, That rap song he did with John Morrison aside, which was not great. Yeah, it's not a good look. Yeah, not, not that wasn't awesome, but... But you know what I did like? Seamus is the referee. Because he yeah. kept going, hey, I'm the official hair. Which is so random for Seamus. I, I was just like, yeah, listen to Seamus. <laughs> but, but I mean, th- again, this this isn't offensive. Like, I mean, no. I'd, watch, I'd watch this over Hellboy. There's oh, the, yeah, absolutely. Like, they're the same length of time, and I thought the kid was at least trying. So, And people were. But I give this a... Uh, uh, I'm going to be nice, maybe a little nicer than I even should be, but I just watched uh, Brew, uh, Bruce Brothers, which I'm reviewing here this week, and spoiler alert, it's a piece of crap. I'd way, <laughs> I'd way rather, I'll be honest, I'd way rather watch this and brew, that, that show again. So I'll give this a C-. minus. Yeah. Yeah. If your kid sees it, it's like, oh, I want to watch it. I mean... You could be watching Alvin and the Chipmunks ship for actually. That dude was so. in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, Kim Maria. Oh, yeah, no, Kim Maria is, yeah, no, I remember, oh, yeah, I thought yeah, you were talking about, yeah. No, he's actually funny on there, so, yeah, C-minus for me. Okay, your final what, thoughts what, on What'd you give it? C-minus. C-minus, damn. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be that generous. I'm not, I'm really not. I, I'm being as objective as I can. Yeah. This, <laughs> so it's an hour 45. It's honest to God, fifteen minutes too long. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, oh, that kind of makes me okay. Sorry, go. You go first. The whole subplot about the mom yeah. could have been wrapped up in one scene, Easily. maybe two. Yeah, maybe two. But it's a cloud hanging over the movie. It really is. Yeah. Um. Until it doesn't need to be for some reason. Exactly. Yeah. Um. They get a slight boost for the mom just not showing up out of nowhere to see the final match. Okay, I definitely thought she was going to reconcile or was going to call the kid and like that's going to do a tailspin or something. Yeah. Like, or something like, of course I recognize my baby on the TV. Like, like she knew it was him all along. You know what I would have actually given the movie credit for is they pulled a water boy. Like, at the very end, the mom shows up looking for money. And like okay, the, and like the grandma that, calls him out or something like that. That I would have, 
okay, if they would have done that, that would have justified the 15 minutes. Yeah, that would actually, that, that's, why didn't you guys do that? It was right there. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I know, this is a hard one to grade because, yeah. I'm trying to think of it as a kid's movie. I, honest to God, am. And I'm trying to be forgiving as far as, like, what real standard kid's movie should have. Yeah. And trying to think about, like, I appreciate the little wink that they do talking about, like, WWE has writers or, yeah. or production people, things like that. Like, there's a there's a circus. Like, there's a there's more to the circus than meets the eye. Yes. So I appreciate that, even though it's one only small mention. I really... I really like Keith Lee in this. And we didn't talk about Keith Lee. One of my favorite wrestlers in wrestling today. Oh, he's great. Keith Lee is great. Um, Keith Lee looks like a million bucks here. Yeah. Because he comes off personable. Yeah. He comes off uh, very likable. Yeah. Like, just in general. And he's likable on, on NXT right now as well. But he comes off really likable to kids here. Yes. Because him and Leo have a have just good chemistry together. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the dialogue that they have back and forth, and so I think it's I think it's great that Keith Lee gets the nod in this one to be that kind of like I'm a wrestler and I'm your friend. Yeah. Um, that, that's you know that's a fair point. Okay. So there's a lot of bad acting. <laughs> yes, there is. There's a lot of bad acting. Yes, there is. The dad is. Honest to God, aside from a couple scenes, he's honestly fucking terrible. <laughs> when he's sitting there eating noodles and watches wrestling, yeah. doesn't know where his kid is, doesn't know where the other person living in his house is, his, yeah. his mother-in-law, he's just going to sit there and eat. What? <laughs> you know, like, what in the actual fuck? So... I'll give the movie a little credit for the fact that they have some things tied back to previous in the movie. So the whole bit about how Samson is afraid of heights. That was surprisingly coherent. Right? And how the mask smells bad. Yeah. But selectively smells bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... I, uh... (laughs) So it tries in parts... Because I'm actually changing my grade because of something you just brought up. So. I'm giving it a... (laughs) I'm sorry, man. This is hard. Okay, so let me go first. Okay, go first. Because I personally, I'm going to give this... I'm going to give it a D plus. Okay. And the reason I'm going to give it a D plus is because I am thinking about some of the the, the bad acting with the dad. There are points where this kid is just gone for it seems like a day, and the dad is just like, oh, got get out my car. I got them. I got them doing Uber. Like, I'm good. It's like, you know that whole, like, ad they were doing back in the day? Like, do you know where your kids are? No. (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) Because he's a, a, you know, and and I will give Leo credit because he calls his dad out on it. He's like, whenever, like, Whenever things are sad, or you just go in the garage, you don't talk to me. And I was like, yeah, he's not wrong. Yep. And it's sad that your kid has to be the one to point this out to you. So, yeah, I mean, and it is like 15 minutes too long. Like, this could have been a, a clean 90 minutes. Easy. There, There's this scene. Okay, actually, yeah, D plus. I'm sticking with the D plus for this reason alone. There's a scene where he puts on the mask and he's in this uh, like ice cream shop. And the kid's on the news, and the dad sees nothing. 
about his son being out stopping a robbery. You're like, um, alright. Like, the cops won't take this kid home or anything? Would you think they would? Like, a kid just stopped a fucking robbery? And the kid's like, and the cops are like, oh, have fun walking home. It's like, what? So, yeah, D plus. D plus for me. I'm giving it a D minus. <laughs> I was go. I was sold on a D on an F plus. Really? Yes. Damn. I okay. talked myself up to a D minus. Okay. There's a little bit of heart here. I can't give anything with a little bit of heart a fucking F or go fuck yourself. That that that's fair. That's fair. And it's a smidgen of heart. <laughs> <laughs> Like if he had lust in his vision, he'd be. I would rather have my kid sit down in front of a lot of other things than this. That I'd put honestly, I'd put my kid in front of the fish tank. (laughs) No, for sure. But I mean, like, this would be one of the last things I put a kid in front of. Though I gotta, I gotta say that though, that's completely fair. You could show your kid. This is really bad quality, and it's dangerous in points because kids will fucking try this shit at home. Yeah, that's a because I, I get so that's because for my opinion that's why it does that little wink in the beginning. It's a slight wink, but it's there. Not not an actual wink, but a metaphorical wink. Yeah, but I uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, I think that's fair, man. I here's my thing. I think this is for what this is. Like I said, I've seen way worse, but at the same time, you in, in OJ. I mean, you're you. You, you review stuff, man. We've had this discussion many times. Uh, the whole kids movie thing, I, I can't let that be an excuse. I you, totally get it. You know that. what I mean? Because yep. you can say it for anything. Like, it's a rom-com. Come on. It's like, no. Like, whatever the subgenre of the film is doesn't mean I can expect lesser quality from it. And, that, yep. and I really hate how so many critics do just go, it's a kids movie. It's like, no. That doesn't excuse it from being torturous. And while this never was, like, torturous to me... There are points where OJ and I just looked at each other after a really bad line, or like the mom, grandma twerking, or she's going like, they had the subplot of her, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be an Instagram influencer, it's like, oh, come on now, it's like, and they beat that horse, like, past death, I was like, okay. They also beat the whole thing about her, like, fucking having the hots for Kofi. Yeah, and they're, like, not subtle. So, so it's very much like, oh, God, um... It's very much like in Pixels, where they have that, like, Peter Dinklage is obsessed with, I want to say it's Serena Williams yeah. and Martha Stewart. Mm-hmm. And so the moment they bring it up, you go, okay, so this is clearly coming back. They'll show up. So once she's talking about, like, oh, Kofi, yeah, get it. It's like, oh, oh wow, that got, that was not authentic enough. <laughs> so, so, you know, um, I, don't th- I don't know if I've ever told you this story. Go. So... Let me tell you the real-life grandma that I saw of this. Okay, please. So, it's 2000. It's here in Reno. Okay. Right? Uh, it's at Lawler Event Center. It's a WCW Thunder taping. Okay. So, me and this dude uh, that I, like, went to high school with, him and I went to this uh, event, and uh, or to this Thunder taping, and for Lawler, there were two ways to enter into Lawler. You could go up the steps and go in through the main entrance, and they had this other side entrance you could go to as well. And it was this um, uh, all glass, uh, uh, all glass doors and big ass windows, right? Um, so this dude that uh, the friend of mine I was with, um, 
him and I, we went to the downstairs portion, and we're chilling there, and we see all the wrestlers going back and forth, all the security, everything like that. And we had wrestlers, like, waving and all kinds of shit like that. And uh, Ric Flair threw up the Four Horsemen thing to me because I was the only one who did it because everybody was booing the shit out of him. Oh, I went to up to Flair. Oh, uh, me and Gene Okerlund was there. Nice. Ke- Kevin Nash had his broken ankle and he's walking around on crutches. That was the biggest man I'd ever seen at the time. Was that when he was like the, what is it, the commissioner? commissioner? Yes. Yeah. I was there for the night that he said he was Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, this is where I'm going with it. We're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. And there is this grandma, no joke, like silver hair, five foot two, glasses, very tan, in painted overalls and a top hat for Buff Bagwell. And she was there for Buff. And she was tall, like, where's Buff? Where's Buff? And then Buff walks by. Sees everybody, points and does his little pose shit. Yeah. And she threw herself on the glass and was going, Oh my God, Buff! Oh my God! Oh, he's so hot! Oh my God, look at him! Look at him! And he's all posing and laughing and smiling. And she's just like banging on the glass. Oh my God! And we're and she's maybe five feet away from me and my friend. And we're like, oh my God! Like, this lady's lost it. Because we're up against the glass, too. And yeah. my flair can see me. And so, Buff Bagwell walks away. She is like, I swear to God, she just got done climaxing. Because oh, she's damn. up against the glass just going, ugh, ugh, ugh. She stops and turns and looks at us all. She goes, all you guys need to look like him. <laughs> Wow! All you guys, all you men are should be ashamed of yourselves. If that man can walk around looking as good as he does, you should too. And I was like, oh, okay, lady. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, man. You're if not going to make friends quickly. Here. If I was like, if I was with you, I would be like, well, you need to, I don't women need to look like major guns. <laughs> but, but dude, she was, whew, it kind of made me think of her when I watched this. Okay. <laughs> Damn, that's, that's intense. Oh, it's a fun day. I so uh, quick quick segue here because we never do that on here. Uh, the state of wrestling. I just want to talk about it real quick because I'm a huge. We've talked about it. I I'm a huge wrestling fan. I love pro wrestling. Um, I remember getting into an argument to tell a quick story. I remember getting into an argument with my pastor when I was seven because I said. I said, basically, The Undertaker was an angel, and he's like, what? I'm like, well, he was buried alive, and he came back. <laughs> and my pastor's like, wait, what? <laughs> I remember having that genuine argument, because I listened to an episode, uh, like a, an, Adventures in, uh, an Adventures in Odyssey episode, to date my uh, my uh, Christian reference there, but I listened to this episode of Adventures in Odyssey as a kid, and then I remember... It was when it was Taker against Mankind, Buried Alive match. I remember Taker's hand shoots up from the grave, this iconic shot. I remember that was like a, a Sunday. I remember talking to my pastor that next Sunday, being like, the Undertaker rose from the dead, what's going on? And my pastor being like, it's not real. I'm like, it's real to me, damn it. But, but oh man, but the state of wrestling, though. Real to me, damn it. Yeah, exactly. But the state of wrestling, though, I will say... Um, WWE man, they did something that I loved in that uh, WrestleMania this past weekend. We they had a great Seth Rollins Kevin Owens match. Yep. Um, they had a uh, mind fucking. Like, I've never taken mushrooms, 
But watching that Firefly Funhouse match between Cena and The Fiend, if if that's what mushrooms are like, I, I might wait on them. Because... <laughs> It's more like acid, man. Okay. Okay. That match was brilliant. Yeah. I was shocked. I was genuinely shocked because, you know, man, I was, uh, I watched it live. You You did did not. I did not. Um, and I, you know how much I dislike that Boneyard match. Yeah. Which internet, come on now. Like the internet was just sucking that match's dick. They were just like, oh my God, it's the best thing ever. And. It's just because it's an Undertaker match that didn't really suck, but it was so over-the-top ridiculous that it does suck. I Yeah, I, I get it. I, I mean, that's my honest opinion. Man. And, the fu- and the fucked up part is, is like, how can one thing work so well when it's... Okay, so WWE does their new... F- this new thing that TNA was doing for Matt Hardy with the broken... Or wait, what was it? Broken, broken. Or broken? Yeah, broken. Broken universe thing where they kind of do these cinematic matches... And the Boneyard match, it fucking just does not work. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Bad Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Because the sound effects to Undertaker's punches, the quick cuts, the music, all of that shit. Now, I would have given it a pass if they actually ended it. The, the one spot I told you that I thought they should have ended it. Where it looks like AJ was going to bury him. Yeah, because Dead Man is backing... So, okay, it comes off very Sons of Anarchy in a way. Okay. Like the biker's going out, he's about to be shot and put into a grave after putting up a good fight, you know? Yeah. I thought that's where they were going with it. I was like, you know what? If this is where it is, and especially if this is where it ends for The Undertaker, you get a pass. Yeah. You get a pass. But then it goes on for fucking way too long, and they basically bury AJ Styles with it, figuratively and (laughs) and literally. I, 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 I cannot express how much I cannot stand that match. Yeah. It's no now. Here's the thing. Sorry. Not good. It's nowhere near that Hell in a Cell match. No. I would much rather watch the Boneyard match than the Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Our well, I'm, ta- I'm sorry. Yes, the, the one between the Fiend and Seth Rollins. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. And talks of recent really bad matches. Fair enough. So it's. I'd rather watch this than Goldberg Undertaker. Same. I'd rather watch this than. Um, Goldberg um, Fiend. Same. I'd rather watch this than... I mean, there's a, there's a lot of bad matches that we've had. Yeah. But my God, the praise it is getting is unwarranted. I So here's the thing. I think wrestling fans... I mean, so first first off, wrestling fans are fickle as shit. Um, and fuck them. Yeah. Because but, of that's what Ronda Rousey says. Yeah, which I gotta be honest. So, you know what? You know what, Ronda Rousey? When you can take a punch, you can go and talk shit to fans. Until then, I want to hear you zip it, alright? Right? Yeah, I know I know. my last name starts with H. I know it's your kryptonite. But, but, anyway. But, wait. Holly, Holm, H, H, Lex, Luther, L, L, similar, maybe? Did Holly Holm have a metal plate in her arm? But, I hope her eyes are actually green. That would... <laughs> like kryptonite. There you go. That, that would be Sorry, great. Sorry, that's... I, 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 I'm over Ronda Rousey. Same. I... Same. But the, the thing about wrestling is that it's got to continue to evolve. Just like I say about comic book films, there has to be con- different ways to express it, shoot it, film it, ideas to keep it fresh. And uh, AEW has been... Our shit. Like, I, I'm so happy of AEW, and I can't wait 
till all this corona bullshit's over so we can get back to live audiences because wrestling without fans is fucking weird. And that's one thing I have learned through all this. But uh, with WWE, though, man, um, if there's any good question mark that comes out of this is that some of those wrestlers get a break. Um, I feel terrible for the indie talent. Do not misunderstand before anyone goes. You didn't think, you know, I'm not Braun Strowman. Uh, I can care about indie wrestling. But it, wrestling is such a grind. Especially the WWE schedule. I mean, what, 300 dates-ish a year? Which uh, which is really unfortunate that it is that many. Because, like, I mean, here, here's the thing, man. Like, I, I definitely believe in a reduced schedule. But I yeah. do believe... I don't think there should be an off-season. Yeah. So I know some people do. I am not an off-season guy. And the reason why I say that, I think they should be very more limiting as to what their house schedule would be. Yeah. Because, like, if AEW does not do an off-season and they still do 52 weeks a year, or 50 weeks, right? You know, yeah. like... Yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but let's just say just arguably every week, yeah. right? You do... Just your TV tapings. Well, first of all, for a smaller company like that, just the TV tapings, you know, that, that, yeah. that that's a good schedule to have. If you're traveling once a week. Yeah. So if WWE did something like that and added on a house show in the region. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. if So like for the SmackDown people, Friday Night SmackDown, right? Yeah. So I would argue... You do a Thursday night house show in a neighboring town. Okay. Then do the SmackDown taping. Okay. And then either go home or go to the pay-per-view. Okay. So that's 100 matches a year, and you're still getting out to more than your TV audience. I go, you know what? Okay. I, I, I like that. And, and So here's the thing. I, I'm actually there with you. So... Because even if you get it down to 250, that's a shit ton, man. I think I think you need to get down to 25. And and at this point, and this is the other thing that people aren't talking about. Even two would be ideal. Yeah. Better. I mean, that, that's completely fair. But there's so much wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. It There's too much wrestling. Mm-hmm. There, there's too much wrestling. Like, like I will watch AEW on Wednesday nights. I will. But I'll be honest, it, WWE is just kind of, you know, it's like that. It's like that. That girl or that guy that you date, and you know you you care about him so much, you let him cheat on you a couple times, and it's like you're on and off relationship. Yeah, you're like oh, like I, you know, it's like it's like love the way you lie, but in wrestling form, like you know, because well, WWE will do something where I go, oh, you dumb motherfuckers, but then you know I get, um, you know, I get that Firefly Funhouse match, like oh my god, that was great. But uh, I, I can't keep watching the WWE product. I, I, I can't support it anymore. Um, I, I'll listen to podcasts to keep up on it if I'm that curious. But um, it's it's AEW for me moving forward. And it's New Japan. Um, I'll get into New Japan uh, more. But uh, Well, you know me, man. I love me some New Japan. I love me some New Japan. Get a U.S. app, for the love of God. Please, yeah, do it. A better app would definitely be better. But, I mean, if they could continue this somewhat semi-relationship they have with AEW going, I think that'll be great. Agreed. Um, because there's a few, there's a couple talents that are primarily AEW that do work in New Japan as well. And I would like to see something like that continue. Fair. 
Um, I really, really, really would because New Japan almost looked like they were doing that with Ring of Honor for a bit. And then that sour. Yeah, well, Ring of Honor in general is really yeah, going through some shit. They're right in now. a rough spot and they need to treat their talent better. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I really think that that New Japan and AEW should really like make something happen because there is some talent in New Japan that I would love to see get a shot in the United States. Same. Like, I'll be completely honest, because I, and I, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to sound like a dick for saying this, but I really do think this is an this is an observation, at least in my opinion, of how it's perceived. The problem with New Japan is a lack of a good English commentary team. Okay. They've got an okay one. It's Kevin, Kevin Kelly it's and Kevin Kelly and, and it, sometimes it's uh what's his nuts who's now wrestling on AEW. Um, Cabana, right? Yeah, Cole Cabana, who I'm not really a fan of. Really, I like I, I, I like him. Not a huge fan, but I like him. Yeah, but um, but give me Kenny Omega versus Okada again, but with like Tony Schiavone and. And Jim Ross calling that? Yeah. Oh my god. Or Excalibur and... Oh, throw in Excalibur as well. Fuck it's, it. Excalibur's actually grown on me a little bit. A little bit. He still needs to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> he does. I mean, shut but, up, Excalibur. But he has grown on me a little. But but you know what I'm saying, though? Like, you get those two with the chemistry they have because uh, Kazushike Okada can fucking go. Yes, he can. Um, and so can Tetsuya Naito. Uh, his matches with Jericho were great. If you could bring... I, I, I mean, honestly, if you could do a New Japan AEW Supercard... Ooh, I'd be... Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because then we can get a Moxley US title defense, like some... Right. Because, um, I mean, and, and honestly, I would do it after Moxley doesn't have the AEW title. That's fair. Because, like, I would do Moxley against somebody, but I would do Omega versus uh, Okada again. Okay. First time on U.S. soil. Yeah. That's how I would bill it, too. Okay. And I would also do Tetsuya Naito against Chris Jericho again. Okay. First time on U.S. soil. Mm-hmm. Uh, AEW versus New Japan in that kind of case. Yeah. Um, Gorillas of Destiny against Lucha Brothers. That's a match we need to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would uh, do, um, yeah, all kinds of shit like that. Um, so that's what I would really, really, really push for. I mean, Cody has said that he's really open to it, but New Japan, I, I, I question if the Kenny Omega leaving burned the shit out of them, man, and they're just, like, angry. Yeah. I hope that's not the case. Yeah. Because they made Kenny their star. Yeah. Because Kenny brought a U.S. audience, cause he he spe- cause he, and he connected to the New Japan audience because he speaks fluent Japanese. Yeah. Like, not too many guys have that that cross-cultural appeal. I mean, that's I mean that's why Bull Club started. It was a whole commentary on that fact right there. So, um, yeah. Like, if they're smart, they'll do that. In my opinion, if they do that, I think that has the biggest chance on toppling WWE's global reach than anything. I think we will hear about some sort of deal. I think they will work together... By spring. I think that will be something right around... We Talk hear, spring in 2021? Yes. I think we start hearing rumblings around Double or Nothing. And I think that would act as... If they could do that in the middle of the summer. Yeah. The absolute middle of the summer. Yeah. 
like not Fourth of July weekend because I think that's not fair to the Japanese wrestlers because you got some dumb ignorant hicks out there that would yeah make it a race thing yeah oh Japan versus USA no 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 yeah. no no um but sometime in June maybe even late July just not Fourth of July yeah man that would be a hell of a time to do it. So, my other theory is that it could happen in February, because if they're going to make AEW Revolution their WrestleMania, why, what bigger than to have a New Japan versus AEW Supercard? I mean, you do every match. That could work like, because you could use new. You could almost use Wrestle Kingdom to like set that up. Yeah, you could have a couple guys show Yeah, you could have a couple guys show up. Uh, like, Dude, could you do if Cody showed up and like, cause that would be okay. That would be a match. Uh, Naito against Cody. What well, no? What I would do is Cody, uh, Cody mm-hmm. versus uh, Kota Ibushi. Okay, that's what I would do. You know, I my- would keep those matches as is because. So so here's the thing: like Jericho and Naito, that's a good match because it's a brawl. Yeah. It always is. Yeah. And they do good brawls together. Okada and Omega can go move for move. Yeah. And Okada is arguably arguably the best wrestler in the world. You yeah. can say the same thing for Kenny. I say Kenny Omega I, I is. I do too. But if somebody were to say, no, man, Okada is, I'd be like, I'm not going to argue that with you. Because yeah. you I like... I, so you're the one who really kind of told me about Okada, uh, uh, you and uh, you and uh, my fr- uh, our friend Annie... And I was kind of like, how good is Okada? And she was like, he's really good. And then you were kind of like, no, dude, Okada's like the man. And I went through and I watched a couple of his matches. I'm like, fair enough. I think the Rainmaker, it's one of my favorite moves in wrestling, man. I fucking love the Rainmaker. Oh, absolutely. Um, And with, cause, and so, yeah, man. So, like, I would keep, those, for an AEW New Japan Supercard, I'd keep those two tried and true matches. Mm-hmm. And I would do Cody versus Kota Ibushi. Okay, I would love to see that match too. I would do, um, I would also consider, I'd either, I think I'd do Jimmy Havoc versus uh, Suzuki. Okay. And I mean, you could say Darby Allen, but uh, I think, I think Jimmy Havoc goes a little more hardcore than Darby Allen in certain aspects. That's That could really make Suzuki, who's tough as nails. Yeah. But he's still in his 50s. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I get what you're saying. Because, like, the older guys, they could do hardcore matches a bit easier. Or, like, make it a straight-up uh, death match. Yeah. That'd be interesting. The last match I'm going to say, bring before we uh, wrap up here, um, I'd want to see Pac Osprey. I'd really yeah. want to see that match. Yeah. Like, that could... Like, that's I, a match of the year. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Like, I was sitting there thinking about whatever matches I'd run. I'm like, ooh, that would actually be one I'd love to see. The only the only team I'm having a hard time with is the Young Bucks. Yeah. I don't know where to put them. I mean, you could put them with the Luchas and the Gorillas of Destiny into a tri- into a triple threat. But you know, if you do that, you know, I love that. But I'd add the revival. I'd have the revival make the their debut on that show, and I'd have them win. Yeah, I mean, if the revival, that's true, they are free agents. Yeah, that's so exactly then, what I do. Well, so okay, actually, so keep it, keep it, Gorillas of Destiny and Lucha and Lucha Brothers, mm-hmm. and then do maybe make revival versus Young Bucks as, as its own tag match on its that'd own, be, like straight fun. up on its own. 
That's what I would fucking do. Okay. So there you go, guys. Yeah. Those are the matches. AEW. Hey, Cody, are you listening? You should be. You texted him earlier. I did. I texted you earlier because <laughs> yeah. you had this texting campaign thing. And I was like, you know what? Beep, boop, bop. I'm, I'm so, going to text you. I'm so sad I missed that, too. I was like, damn it. <laughs> but there you have it. That's a fucking... That's a super card, man. That would be. We'll, we will even do commentary for it. <laughs> Dude, so, you know, it's real quick. Sorry. No, no, no. We're, 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 so you we're remember back. New Japan and Ring of Honor did Madison Square Garden the yes. same weekend as uh, WrestleMania? Yeah. I watched that show, and it's a pretty damn good show. Okay. Pretty damn good. It's not as good as they used to be, Okay. but they're damn good. Okay. I'm all they lost the young bucks and, and yeah. Kobe and Kenny Omega. Like that's a whoo. Yeah, they, they lost some people. That's a that's a starting lineup right there. Yeah. Um, but man, what if they put that show on in Madison Square Garden? That would oh that would be so sure. where I mean so I mean that's the other thing. Like where would you put that show on? If you do it as now if you do it as a super show, like yeah. a genuine super card. If it's a standalone thing, I say you do it... Okay, here's what you do. Okay. Okay, go. You do... Wrestle Kingdom, Mm -hmm. January, Revolution... February. February. Yeah. I say you do that AEW New Japan Supercard Show Mania Weekend on Saturday. Okay. Like, fuck it, why not? That's in April. Have your own standalone peak shows. But use those to build to its own super show in April in New York City, just what New Japan was doing. Yeah. But you do it with AEW instead of Ring of Honor. Fucking Madison Square Garden, most important fucking wrestling show of the decade at yeah. that point because it's 2020. Like you could arguably make that like claim this is the show of the decade right now. Like this is important. Yeah. Pay per view buys would be fucking. For wrestling fans, man. Yeah, that's... I'd watch that over the NXT show. Yeah, I would too. I mean... No disrespect to the NXT guys. Oh, no, I love NXT, but I, yeah, that would be something I'd be like, oh, what, 50 bucks? Cool. Like, 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 like take the fucking fight to WWE. Like, yeah. put it up, like, fucking, like, here you go, guys. Like, this is a fucking top-tier show against you. Let's see fucking... Let's see how this goes. Yeah, I would... I'd be so excited to watch something like that. Oh, yeah. Because I think AEW should do a stadium show at some point, man. They've got a... Oh, is that is that the United Center still in Chicago? Well, no, but I mean, AEW, the cons run... Or uh, Tony Khan owns primarily AEW. And yeah. uh, his dad owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, fucking... That's yeah. why they did the the reveal out, out in front of uh, the stadium there. They should yeah. have their biggest show of the year at that stadium. I think what so I think what we're gonna see, and I think we'll see this next year. I think we'll see a big stadium show there next year. I think they're gonna go to the UK. I think they're gonna do a stadium show up there. I think they will do a. I think they're gonna beat uh, WWE like main roster over f- for a U- for a international show. If that makes sense, it's gonna be kind of tricky, man. Just because like the NXT UK is really not bad. They've oh, no, got some not- great guys there. If I mean, like, I, I think if they do an international show, they should go to Japan, man. They've okay. Got the, they've got the connection and the fan base there because you know WWE has been trying to do their own Japan performance performance center. center. Yeah. Clearly, they want something there, presence. Yeah. And that's what I would personally do. 
I mean, that's that's a fair point. Because they're already, like, establishing um, something in uh, Australia. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I'm telling you, they're going to turn it back. And it's going to be global territories again. Yeah, which, that's a whole other thing. But, honestly, though, AEW, guys. Um, oh, it's a great product. I, 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 I'm, I'm loving the product. Uh, I will say, too, Moxley, you made the right decision, no matter what your dumb, dumb uh, quote best friend unquote Seth Rollins says because true story man because Moxley I, I, I'm loving what I've seen from Moxley in just the last year um, that Max and Matt she had with Lance, Lance Archer alone I'm like okay you're a badass yeah um, Chris Jericho may be the king of reinventing himself I love Chris Jericho Chris, while, Jericho you're amazing <laughs> and your podcast is great <laughs> well I was just gonna say like you know, I, I say that this version of Jericho is my favorite Jericho it's fair but I think the biggest and best um, reinvention is Dean Ambrose and John Moxley that's From fair WWE to what we have now yeah it's so good it's night and day it really is it's like shocking how night and day it is mm-hmm. when he showed up at double or nothing we were like oh shit but you know there's a lot of hype like can he live up to it and then he goes and wins the uh, uh, New Japan US, US title mm-hmm. um, has a couple great matches has a great show in the G1 you're like okay this guy is he's out to prove something like with the big maybe the, the wrestler with the biggest ship on his shoulder in wrestling and i mean that affectionately because he it seems like he's hit the blocks because i thought he'd take six months off or something like that and no it was like he I, was, I thought he would too like he was right back out there it's like okay man um i got a lot of respect for john moxley Same. and and the fact that his uh medical insurance is wwe is something that makes me giggle <laughs> really hard because his wife yeah um I, and I'm happy Renee Young's doing, like, the WWE backstage, because that's what she's best at. Like, all the respect to you, girl. Your commentary game is just... Yeah. Not quite there. Yeah. But she's good at... She's a great interviewer, though. She is? She had that show Unfiltered, and that's one of the few original shows that I actually watched. So, of course, they got rid of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like that and Talking Smack. Like, two things I actually liked on the network, and they were like, can't have that! <laughs> we hate our product, you know, so, so, you know. Um, but, but talk about a career rena- renaissance, man. Fucking John Moxley, man, like, yeah. yeah. No, true, man. And last, okay, promise the last thing I'm going to bring up. Um, guys, it looks awesome. Uh, check out uh, uh, Retromania. Uh, yep, yep. I'm really excited for it. Uh, it looks just like a very old school wrestling game, but something that I want. Like I, I'm, I'm really excited for it. It comes out in July. Yes. Uh, yeah, and so it's a you can pre-order it on Steam. Um, it's not available to pre-order for uh, PlayStation or uh, Xbox yet, but uh, you, you can, can. I think you can pre-order it for Nintendo Switch. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah. So. Guys, uh, you know, support stuff that's not 2K, like, that's not WWE 2K games, because after 2K20, I don't think I'm giving them my money until I hear, like, this game has to have glowing reviews in order for me to even, like, that'll be a Black Friday purchase, you know what I mean? Like, if if it is good. But, guys, support independent wrestling, support other stuff besides WWE, that's how we get competition, and as I always say, when I'm talking about DC and Marvel and, like, I was going to say variant comics, but Bloodshot, that's not going anywhere. Not happening, but but uh, I always say it, though. Competition's great for everyone, so support other shit. Um, don't just watch WWE. Like, like, start, expand, your, expand your wrestling horizons a little bit. There's, 
And don't forget, like, my personal issues aside, and I've been reevaluating them, I'm kind of curious to see where things are. NWA also does exist. It does? Uh, Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. Which is so it. random. <laughs> he's, been a, he's a big wrestling fan. Yeah. Um, hence why his involvement with TNA at one point. You know what? Thank God that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Like, because I'm so happy NWA's back. Because the NWA, man, um, not niggas with attitude, but they yeah, even though they, they got homicide there, he's practically won. I mean, you I, said it, man. I, 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 you just nod. It's like, yeah. like, but but that product though, it's been very old school wrestling, and I and it and works. I, yeah, it really does. And you know, Jim Cornette bullshit aside, the matches uh, aren't any longer than five minutes most of the time. Oh, which is which is so it's very digestible, which oh, I love. Yeah. Like you're not sitting there like a three hour raw. It's it's a it's a clean hour. They've done a couple like ninety minute episodes, but those are rare. It's like awesome, you know. So like getting rid of Jim Cornette for what he said was the right thing to do. Yes, it was. Um, their announcer for backing up Jim Cornette, not not the guy that did color commentary with him, but like yeah. it was it the ring announcer? I think it's the ring announcer. Oh, I fucking hated that so much. Like yeah. I really stopped watching after that. You did. I, I'm going to try because I want to support those guys that are busting their ass out there. I get it. You know what I mean? I like, get I'm, it. I'm not saying, like, one guy who really does not impact the product should not be the reason why I don't watch the product. Yeah. You have wrestlers out there who are busting their ass, trying to put on a good show, trying to make something happen. Billy Corgan, hey, Billy Corgan, you didn't, didn't keep him. No. You know what I mean? If Billy Corgan kept him, that's a whole different yeah. caboodle. Jim Ross or uh, Jim Cornette's gone. Yeah. So I'm I'm reevaluating that shit. He was a real dick about it afterwards he was. too. Like like his apology and I put apology in quotes like a motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, man. And and I think Cornette's entertaining. I mean, I, his his hatred for Vince Russo alone I find just hilarious. But I do want to I do want to say I do think he has a brilliant mind for the business. He does. He he genuinely does, which is why it's more frustrating yes. when you, you have. Shit like this, because like it's a gift that you're not using to its full potential because yes. you're an asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and and, and uh, what's his name? Stu Bennett, who they brought in. Uh, yeah, uh, you, not, mean not, ba- you mean Bad News Barrett? Yeah, <laughs> Bad News Barrett. Bring him in to uh, for commentary. He's been great. Uh, I miss him as a wrestler more. I do too. I almost said, I almost said Stu Pickles. I'm like, that's all right. <laughs> I would love to see if Stu Bennett would ever get back in the ring. Yeah. Him and Nick Aldis. Would be a great match. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Like, whatever they want to make their WrestleMania, like, Into the Fire 2020. Yeah. Make that match. I felt so bad for NWA, because they had sold out the Crockett, Crockett Cup, like, 12,000 yep. seats. And I'm like, that fuck. Like, it was going to be Scroll Aldis, too. And I'm like, yep. I'm excited to see that match. And it's like, coronavirus. It's like, God damn it. Like, I felt so bad for NWA, man. And, and I will say... As a huge sports nut, if you guys have listened to the podcast for for any amount of time, uh, I miss sports, man. Like I really like like I, I know you're a big Laker fan. I I, I am cheering the Lakers on the season for what obviously what happened with Kobe. Um, but dude, the Lakers were rolling, and then all this bullshit happens. It's like fuck, no sports. So yeah, like, I uh, yeah, we were rolling, man. We had second best record in the league behind the Bucks. Yeah, we were just coming off back to back wins over the Bucks and the, the Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, on the road. Yeah, and it um, just, it yeah it it just sucks because these things 
are things you need fans for. I, I mean, we talked about it. We watched, like, a WWE clip. Uh, you know, they're taping in the Performance Center. Uh, by the way, a WWE employee has coronavirus now, which is just... On-air talent confirmed, just not a wrestler. Okay. Ooh, that... Ooh, okay. That's maybe a commentator. I mean, or a backstage interviewer. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised with a backstage interview. It's probably Paige. I just... Oh, that would be some shit. Right, she's a dirty girl. I just... <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. Like, for... no, 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 I mean... Her, get... her body, her shoulders. Like... <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I mean... I, yeah. Paige... Paige got that new, like, stomach tattoo, and it just looks... Or chest tattoo, and it just... It looks really weird. Like, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's not Cody Rhodes. <laughs> but, it's not. But, I mean, so it's not that bad, but it's just like, oh, come on, girl. Like, and it's not Mike Tyson's face tattoo. Yeah, which, it, it looks great animated, I'll say. <laughs> but, all right, we're getting out of here. Um, I was like, no, let's talk a little wrestling, but. I love it. But, OJ. Where can the people find you, sir? Yeah, so my you can find me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at the O to the J, and that is uh, capital T H E capital O the number two, the J capital J. And of course, you can find uh, KJ and myself on SoundCloud. Uh, on the fly is there, and you can find our communal Twitter at uh, KJ and OJ spelled out. That is KJ and DOJ. And please do check out my Twitch channel. That is twitch.tv backslash O to the J, and that's with the number two in there. That's O2THEJ. Yeah, he's been playing the shit out of that Final Fantasy remake. You're... Oh my god. I've logged 23 hours since thir- since Friday morning. God. <laughs> and I've done it all on stream, and I did 11 hours on stream yesterday. I cannot stop playing it. I, I'm forcing myself to take a break doing this now. That that That's good, but... I'm assuming that's what you'll be playing until it's done, essentially, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. All right. Because cause who who knows? If you, if you watch, you actually might see Hunter randomly pop up on there. Because on occasion, you know, OJ says Hunter three times and I, I pop up. Like, He's like the candy man, but he actually brings treats. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and not bees. Yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, that remake... I am not going to see. Yeah, so... No disrespect to the filmmakers or anything like that, but OJ don't do horror that much. So you guys know, I the only movie we have not... I, that I sat in on for review that I did not see was uh, was It, because, nah, I hate clowns. Um, that's what makes my attraction to Harley Quinn so confusing, because I'm like, like... Unless they're big money hustlers. Yeah, 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 yeah that's... Oh, I, 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 I hang out with Juggalos. I get high with Juggalos. I'm like... Like that, and I'd be like, "Yeah, come on, let's get high." And no, but I mean, like, Big Money Hustles was funny. Oh yeah, oh Big Money Hustles but, is hilarious. But it's creepy. Yeah, no, Pennywise. Yeah, I just saw the trailer. I saw the trailer for it, and I remember when I went, "Nope, absolutely not." So, but, um, uh, oh my gosh, I totally forgot I was going with that. Damn it, I totally lost my train of thought. Nah. Uh, Oh, oh, that's what. Oh, yeah, the Candyman. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna probably have Imani and Chrissy on that because they love horror, and I'm just like, eh, if we are gonna review it, uh, yeah. <laughs> just, just, sorry, guys, gonna have to have someone else help out on that because yeah, I, I can it's do. Not that I don't want it to succeed. I just 
can't do with me. I can do horror, but supernatural horror is where I go, Same. nope. I'm like, sorry. Slasher horror I can do. Same. I recently rewatched Friday the 13th Part 1 and 2, and mm. then the 2000-whatever remake. The one Jackie Earl Haley? No, 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 that's Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, my bad, yeah. Uh, no, the one with Jared Padalecki. Oh, yeah, that, I forgot. Which is more of a remake of Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah. It's more of that, but it's... I could do that shit easily. Okay. Ghosts, supernatural, creepy shit. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. No, I'm out. Not for yeah. days. Us was right on that line for me, but I love Jordan Peele so much. I was kind of like, I need to go see this. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I saw Exorcist once. And I remember I was like, I, I did not sleep well for six months. I remember making that hard line in the sand going, cool, this is my line. Nah, <laughs> I can't can't do that shit. So first paranormal activity for me, man. I heard that was actually scary. Yep, yeah. creep me the fuck out. Yeah, I, I no 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 no. So yeah, anything like that. Sorry, kids. Probably not gonna get a review on the on here, but that. uh, that's what makes Halloween so fun. But <laughs> but guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. You can follow uh, yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can go ahead and follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. You can follow Colin on Twitter at The Real, that's R E E L, O'Neill. And you can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, and uh, oh my God, what am I, what am I missing? Uh, iHeartRadio. There we go. And Podbean at The Real Pineapple. And like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have a review. I'm going to actually review it right now. So I'll have a review up uh, for the best films of 2019. We were waiting to do that. And I figured, hey, I have time. Let's go ahead, <laughs> Let's go ahead and get that done. And we'll have a review up this weekend for Onward. Because that just came on Disney+. Plus. Really been wanting to watch it. So I'm going to make a point to... Uh, Watch that as well. And I'll have a full review up for Parasite as well because, oh, I have so many thoughts on that movie. But, guys, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Have a good one.